Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go! Jets win it! Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets. Listen. Thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for the Jets-Giants post-game report. What an insane game. I think Andrew Catalan, who is doing the play-by-play for CBS, summed it up well. He said it was the best ugly game you will ever see. The Jets win this one in improbable fashion, 13-10 to at MetLife Stadium. Technically a road game, even though it was their home stadium. More Giants fans than Jets fans because as a Giants home game, The Giants fans had the season tickets, and so any tickets bought by Jets fans would have been on the secondary market. But an ugly game, not only in terms of what went on on the field, but also as far as the weather conditions go, just really gross out there. It was a crazy scene all the way around. And so to break it all down, our friend who covers the Jets for NJ.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, this was an insane day in every way. Yeah, I've been – this is my eighth year covering the Jets, and – I have, I'm having a harder time. It's my job to uh, analyze what things mean for the Jets and, and what we saw. And this is a weird game. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever been as shocked by a comeback, even though I've seen comebacks that were objectively crazier than this, especially the the Browns comeback last year. Um but it was just, yeah, it was just the weirdest game in every way possible. And it's it just said so many things about this team and so many 
different varying things, some good, some bad. It's just a weird day and it's been a weird season and it kind of fits right in there. But yeah, what, I mean, my God, what, what a win. The the fact that the Jets somehow got out of there with a win is incredible. And, and the fact that they seem to consistently uh, do things like that, where where it looks like the game is over and, and, or, or that there's no way they should be able to come back and they do. And I, I think there's a reason behind that, but yeah, it's it's fascinating. It's been fascinating to watch this team this year, and it's only it feels like it's been more than a season, but it's only been uh, seven games. And the Jets are at four and three, and and that's a good thing. It is a good thing, but the way that they got there has just been as crazy as you can possibly come up with. And today, no different. In fact, this was the craziest one of all of them. The Jets were playing against a team that, for most of this game, didn't really have a quarterback. Tommy DeVito, the third stringer who was behind Tyrod Taylor, who himself was the backup, ended up playing most of this game. Tyrod Taylor went out with a rib injury. We still don't know the extent of that at the moment, but he was out the rest of the game, went to the hospital. Tommy DeVito attempted four passes up until the end of the game. They ran the ball every single time. And so the Jet defense basically just had to stop the run. And at times they did. But then at other times, Saquon Barkley was tearing off some good runs. And, of course, the biggest issue with the defense wasn't what was happening with Saquon Barkley. The biggest issue with the defense was the penalties. This happened on the offensive side of the ball, too. But the defensive side of the ball is where I want to start with Andy because of the penalties. And we'll talk about the individual player performances in a bit. But there were multiple penalties here. Three of them stick out in my mind where the Giants were literally about to be off the field on offense, they were going to have to punt the ball away three separate times. The Jets committed penalties to keep them on the field. Two of them were late hits, courtesy of Jermaine Johnson and Quincy Williams. I think the Jermaine Johnson one was more egregious. Quincy Williams, it was sort of unlucky with the way that everybody twisted their body. And then, of course, there was Michael Clemens on the fourth and five. That was brutal. But the Jermaine Johnson. And Quincy Williams' ones were especially bad in retrospect because it was on the same drive. And both times it kept that drive alive, a drive that ended in a Tommy DeVito design quarterback run that wound up going for the Giants' only touchdown in this game. So over and over again, Andy, we saw the Jets just shooting themselves in the foot with penalties. We talked about this before we started recording. There is very much a plus and a minus with this coaching staff, and especially Robert Sala. The good part of it is he has this team believing that no matter what, they can come back and win. And you saw that in this game, which we'll get into. You saw that in the Buffalo game. You saw that in the Philly game. You even saw it in the Kansas City game. They lost the game, but you saw them fight all the way to the bitter end in that one. And so he's done a great job there. But when it comes to strategic planning and all of the things that go into that, there is a lot to be desired when it comes to the discipline aspect. There's a lot to be desired. If the Jets had lost this game, a big part of the reason why would have been those penalties, inexcusable. And to me, watching what the defense did today, basically single-handedly keeping the Giants on the field and allowing them to score a touchdown, and the sloppy job by the coaching staff and inability to stop that from happening is a major story. The Jets won, but that's something that cannot be happening again. Yeah, I think you know it's easy to look at this game and say the Jets gave up Negative eight. It's absurd. 
negative eight passing yards in regulation ended up being negative nine for the game and and be like oh the defense had a great game uh but like they basically the giants either i can't remember i haven't gone back and looked over it yet but either very late in the first half or very early in the second half decided they were no longer going to, to throw the ball uh and the only person you were going to have to stop to win this game was saquon barkley and and he racked up almost 100 i think 40 yards or 130 yards um and i know it was 33 carries but that's not if you're this world-class defense that's and, and you take away a complete element of the game and you still can't stop it. You've got to be better. And the penalties have been an issue longer than this year throughout Salah's entire tenure. And obviously going back before that, it's, it's just, you know, it's remarkable that they were able to overcome them because there were some bad ones today. And yeah, Quincy, I thought I agree with you on the assessment uh, that, it, you know, it clearly wasn't, an intentional head-to-head hit and wasn't, you know, what he was aiming for. And I think that's, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't love that call, but I understand why it was made. The Jermaine one was, yeah, egregious. And he even admitted that he has to be better. And Salah even talked about how he has to be better and, and they can't let that happen. So um, there's just a bunch of things like the defense. We've seen them play much better than that on a bunch of levels against better teams and, and you shouldn't really be celebrating completely shutting down a giants team that didn't have, you know, important parts of his offensive line didn't have its top two quarterbacks. Like, of course you you should, if you're one of the best defenses in the league, that's what you should do. And it shouldn't, it's, you know, they shouldn't have been able to run that much clock in the second half. They, They shouldn't have been able to, you know, score a touchdown with their third string quarterback and, like maybe I'm holding them to too high of a standard, but I'm holding them to the standard they hold themselves. And what we saw was not a really good performance. It wasn't one of their better performances of the season. It wasn't something you should have confidence in moving forward. And the, the biggest question is why does this team play down to teams that aren't as good as them? And why do they play up to, to teams that are better than them? And it's because, I mean, I think they play with a lot of emotion and that, that can be good, but and it can be a huge advantage, but it's not, going to make up for if you don't have that emotion which they clearly didn't they they didn't seem to have it in the same way today if the coaching staff isn't you know putting this talent in the in the right places it, they can't this isn't sustainable is basically my point and it, it just seems like there's too many you know issues in terms of I, I hate to be so negative after a win it's just it's just the truth it, it, there's too many issues to feel super good about this team right now too much stuff to clean up and it's not just me saying it it's exactly what robert sala said to the team in the locker room after the game and it's exactly what he said to us at the podium after the game okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Andy, we'll come back to the defense and we'll come back to what Robert Salas said after the game in a bit. But I want to talk about the offense for a second. Zach Wilson, this was a very up and down performance. For a lot of this game, he wasn't all that good. But in his defense, there were a lot of drops here. Brees Hall, who did have a catch for 50 yards and a touchdown, dropped a couple of passes. Alan Lazard dropped a couple of passes. There was one that really sticks out where Zach Wilson threw a beautiful pass and Lazard just couldn't come down with it. Garrett Wilson was the only one who was consistently making plays. And with the trade deadline coming up, I really think the Jets should consider trying to get themselves a wide receiver. I've talked about Hunter Renfro mostly because I think he's what they need. He's a guy that moves the chains. And on top of that, I think the Jets could get him for very little. So we'll see what they do over the next couple of days. But that's something that I really think they should investigate because if we're being honest about it so far, Alan Lazard has been very disappointing. And the only guy that has really been a weapon in the passing game consistently is Garrett Wilson. To a lesser extent, Tyler Conklin, although he was not a factor today. But it's really mostly just been Garrett Wilson. And if the Jets are going to try and make a run at the playoffs – They're going to have to add somebody before they're able to get to the level where they can do that. And that is certainly going to be the case on the offensive line because, Andy, injuries galore today. Joe Tipman already out, and then Connor McGovern goes out. And then Connor McGovern's replacement, Wes Schweitzer, goes out. And at a certain point, the Jets are playing with a guy that they just brought into the building this week. That, of course, manifested itself in a fumble. Watching that, I thought that the fumble was more on the center. It looked like a bad snap. I can't kill the center too much because it was literally his first snap in the game, but that's something they've got to iron out. And there were two turnovers courtesy of Zach Wilson. They weren't entirely his fault. There was that one, which I think was largely on the center. The other one was when he coughed it up on a cave on Thibodeau sack in the first quarter. That was a difficult one because Thibodeau came from his blind side and absolutely destroyed Mekhi Becton. But you could make the argument that Wilson held on to the ball a little too long. So partially his fault, but I place a lot of the blame for that on Makai Becton as well. And speaking of Becton, he was in this game and healthy, unlike the guys I just mentioned, Connor McGovern and Wes Schweitzer, who left this game. And this was a horrendous game for Makai Becton. I think he has done a great job so far coming back from being out for two years with those knee injuries. Today was not his day. Kayvon Thibodeau beat him like a drum. Three sacks today, including one late in the game that almost ended the game for the Jets, and it probably should have if we're being honest about it, and it would have put their season in major jeopardy. Thankfully, the Jets got another opportunity, courtesy of Brian Dable, which we'll talk about in a second. But that was the issue with Zach Wilson. He wasn't helped by the offensive line. He wasn't helped by the drops. But you've got to be better than the turnovers, even though, as I said, you weren't entirely 
on him, and you got to be better, especially in the fourth quarter. Some of those throws he missed, there was a wide-open Brees Hall on the third down. He couldn't connect with him. He took a terrible sack from Kayvon Thibodeau toward the very end of the game that absolutely could not be taken. It ran the clock down and cost him 10 yards. So, as I said, not a great game for Zach Wilson by any stretch. Not even a good game all the way through, but he did show improvements again, and a lot of it had to do with mental fortitude. And this is where we'll get to the end of the game here, Andy. The end of the game comes when the Giants are able to stop the Jets, get the ball back with about a minute to go, and they decided to run the ball and ended up getting stopped. And then instead of trying to run it a fourth time on fourth down, handing the ball to the Jets, they didn't get it on fourth and one. They went for a field goal, and of course, they missed the field goal. Graham Gano missed two of them. I was kind of surprised because the first one that they kicked with Graham Gano, I believe it was like a 47-yard kick in the rain, and it was a fourth and one. I was surprised they didn't go for it. Gano missed both of those kicks, and this one gave the Jets the ball back with 24 seconds left in their own territory with no timeouts. You're figuring based on what Zach Wilson had done all day up to that point, there's no way the Jets are going to be able to march down the field and do anything. Well, guess what? Nobody gave that memo to Zach Wilson. And this is where things are very different. Andy, you and I talked about this before we started recording. Nathaniel Hackett is great for Zach Wilson and terrible for Zach Wilson at the same time because his play calling was all over the place. And especially on first and third down, way too many runs on first down. And on third down, you didn't know what he was going to do and not in a positive way. You didn't know what he was going to do because it didn't make any sense. There were plays on third and one where you'd have an empty backfield. I have no idea why you would do that. At the very least, you would want Brees Hall in there as a decoy, but he is, of course, arguably their best offensive player. You'd want the option of handing him the ball and telling him to go get your first down. So his play calling all over the map, and it did nothing to help Zach Wilson put him in bad position all day. But then you get this part of it with Nathaniel Hackett, which is being able to keep Zach Wilson's head in the game and finally, at the end of the game, saying, okay, Zach, just go out there and sling it. And so Wilson, two plays in a row. First, he throws a beautiful pass to midfield to Garrett Wilson. They caught a big break there because there was a penalty on Kayvon Thibodeau that temporarily stopped the clock. Then Wilson hit Alan Lazard down the middle of the field to get the Jets into field goal range. They were able to spike it and stop the clock with just one second left. And then Greg Zerline came in and hit the kick to tie it and send it to overtime. And then in the overtime, the Giants stalled. The Jets got the ball. Zach Wilson on a third down, heaved it downfield to Malik Taylor, who you may remember had that really long catch in the preseason. Taylor was able to draw a pass interference penalty that brought the Jets all the way downfield. Robert Sala didn't even bother messing around, immediately brought Greg Zerline in, and Greg Zerline put the ball through for the game-winning field goal. So an improbable win, and as I said, a lot of stuff happening here. Andy, this is a very confusing team, especially on offense. They've been very inefficient, but somehow a lot of these games, they find ways to make just enough plays to get the job done. Today, all it really took was that one Brees Hall play and that craziness, 24 seconds to go in the game to send it to overtime. So you look in totality at this, the offensive line in shambles. The only guy that was making plays consistently all day, Garrett Wilson. Zach Wilson didn't really wake up until there were 24 seconds left in the game, and yet Jets did enough on offense somehow on this particular day to get the victory. But as you said, 
doesn't seem sustainable. They are going to have to be a lot better on third downs. They didn't get their first successful third down until the fourth quarter. You're just not going to beat very many teams that way. So that's got to get fixed. The red zone offense has to get fixed, although there was nothing to do in the red zone today because they never got into the red zone to even try to do anything. You would have thought they'd have some of this in the bye. It still looked very sloppy. And so, as you said, don't want to be negative off of a win. Very happy they won, and I'm glad they're four and three, and there's a big opportunity in front of them. But they've got to make some changes. Like I said, I think they have to strongly consider doing something to get another weapon because what they've got right now is not good enough. Yeah, well, it's 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 so confusing because like I think they have, you know, they have two great weapons in in Garrett Wilson and and Brees Hall, which is more than the Giants have. And the Giants were a playoff team. I, like the Jets, I think have that's what's frustrating and confusing about this is they have the talent to be a playoff team, and it's but it's hard even without Rodgers, and they had it last year. But it's hard to to see it like all coming together because of Zach Wilson and because of of the coaching staff at this point in terms of the consistency. And and again, I'm not. It's it's hard to criticize the coaching staff. Because there's there is a lot of good, and I think the ability to convince your team that they're good enough to win every week is really important, and and should not be taken lightly. And it's not something the Jets have had since you know Rex Ryan in those days, you know when they went to the AFC Championship game in back to back years, and it's it's not something that you can just like shrug your shoulders at, but. They they have so much to figure out, and so yeah, the Zach Wilson thing is it's it's better than last year, but is it good enough? It's you know the fact that the offense is is sometimes making some plays is progress, but is it really progress? I mean, technically, it's better than last year, but last year was rough. So um, it's just it's it's confusing in terms of you. Zach Wilson's not going to be what the Jets were hoping they'd get at number two. I mean, anyone who hasn't realized that at this point, you know, that they're in denial or, I mean, it, it, it can't be helped, but he, he might be a, a middle of the road quarterback who can, or, or maybe not even that good who can help them, you know, win this year. And that is progress from last year, even if it's not exactly what you wanted. So again, there's just a hard team, uh, to, to place and to figure out and and you know there's there's so many things to feel good about and and so many things to worry about and wonder why if they, why how did they get into the situation against a team that they were so clearly better than and, and should have outclassed today and and got to, I know there, there's injuries and and you know some tough sledding but they they seem to have figured it out you know by the in, in terms of blocking, but they just can't get a, a, a third down conversion. It's all something conspires and, and you can't say you're that close, like, which is what they always say. Um, and then, you know, start the game. I think it was over 12 or yeah, their, their first third down conversion was on the 13th try. So um, there, there's just, you, you're not close to figuring it out. If you start Owen 13 against the giants defense that by the way, has been pretty inconsistent this year. So had, has had a couple of nice games lately, but has been inconsistent. So there's just a number of very confusing, and I think there, there's a lot to be encouraged about. And you know, I, I 
there's so much to be encouraged about. But yeah, I mean, Makai Becton struggled late in that game. Um, I, I don't know, you know, if, if fatigue became a factor or whatever. But he, you know, uh, Zach Wilson was sacked twice on that last drive before the Jets got it back with with twenty, I think twenty eight seconds left, and, and ended up having back to back twenty nine yard uh, completions to to keep put themselves in position just barely. I, I had flashbacks to the, the first half of the, the Broncos game there when when Lazard, you know, went down and, and you're like, oh my God, is the clock gonna run out? But um yeah, I mean he there there was rough moments for everybody and, and with the offensive line, you know, changes around him, maybe some of that's understandable, but it's but again, it's gotta be better and the Jets just like have so much work to do after this, but they're they've also done what they haven't done in the past which is overcome these really difficult situations over and over again and now put themselves in a position to do something with their season. So there's hope there, and and there's hope that they can keep figuring it out. But, again, the on-field performance was not a step in the direction you'd hope they'd take after playing pretty high-level games, uh, you know, a high-level game against the Chiefs, not a high-level game against the Broncos, but – better than today, and then a high-level game against the Eagles. And this wasn't on the level of those games. Even though they won all those games or competed all those games in an ugly way, like this was a different level of ugliness that they they truly probably did not deserve to get out of there with a win. Andy, you mentioned before that the ship has sailed on Zach Wilson becoming the quarterback that the Jets thought they were getting when they picked him at number two overall. I think – that's a reality that everybody that's a Jets fan should accept. I think it's possible, as you said, that maybe he gets to be a legitimate starting caliber quarterback at some point down the line. But whatever his ceiling is down the line, I've said this many times, his ceiling for this year is quite clearly a solid backup slash spot starter caliber player. And that's mostly what he's been, although he's been a little inconsistent with it, if he can be on the level of somebody like the guy that was across from him to start the game, Tyrod Taylor, which Vegas odds before this game seem to indicate they believe he is because most of the prop bets were similar for the two of them. That's, I think, what you have to hope for if you're a Jets fan. And look, as far as improvements go, we talked about this before. Zach Wilson last year. I think if he'd have gotten the ball with 24 seconds left in the game in these circumstances against pretty much anybody, he's either throwing an interception or he's going to get sacked as time runs out to at, or he's going to get sacked as time runs out and the game ends. Instead, he was able to pull off what he pulled off. And I do think that's a testament a to his growth and maturity and B to what Nathaniel Hackett has done with him as far as the mental aspect of his game. But there is a lot of work still to be done if the Jets are going to make a playoff run. I do think the Jets are a playoff caliber team, but as you said, Andy, they're going to have to be better if they're actually going to make a push late in the season for that playoff spot. And that, of course, starts with Zach Wilson, who had his moments today, but overall he has got to be better the Jets are going to continue winning games down the stretch. Should also mention the defensive side of the ball. This is a great week for Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed to come back because they didn't really have to do anything because there were no passes thrown for the most part. Tommy DeVito threw it four times. 
Uh, Tyrod Taylor threw it four times before he got hurt. So easy work for Sauce and DJ Reed. And we should say that the continued development as pass rushers of Bryce Huff and Jermaine Johnson on full display in this game. Yes, we saw a terrible penalty for Jermaine Johnson, but he also had two sacks in this game. Bryce Huff had another sack. So that is great. You got to hope that the Jets find a way to keep Bryce Huff in the offseason because him and Jermaine Johnson have become a very impressive pass rushing pair. And you have to shout out the MVP of this game for the Jets as far as I'm concerned, Thomas Morstead, 11 punts, which is mind-boggling that a team would have to punt 11 times in a game, 529 yards. And by the way, he punted the ball inside the 24 separate times, pinned the the Giants back a bunch. If it hadn't been for that, who knows? The game very well could have been different. So big salute to Mr. Morstead. He did a fantastic job today. Yeah, ask yourself a question if you're a Jets fan, and I'm not even trying to be mean. If Braden Mann was the punter this year, would you have won the Bills game? Would you have won this game? Would you have won the Eagles game? And and if you know you're being honest with yourself, I think you know the answer. So um, it it makes a huge difference. And honestly, as absurd as it sounds, he was their biggest weapon in the first half, other than the one time Brees Hall touched the ball because it was just a it was a field position battle, and the Giants could never get on top of it because of Thomas Morstead. And also, you know, holding the ball on a on a cold rainy day. A couple of days, you know, after you've been practicing all week in the heat and getting down the, the proper holds um, in tough conditions is not something to be overlooked. And it's not all about Greg Zerline and the entire operation, including Thomas Hennessy. Yes, we're giving a Thomas Hennessy shout out here. Um, needs to, you know, be recognized. And honestly, if you look at the Jets season, if their special teams had not has not been what it is, they're a two and five team. I was, I mean, I don't think that's that's crazy. You could take away the Buffalo game. You could take away this game right here, and you know, I'm I'm not thinking of the other game right now, but uh, there's definitely another one, you know, that that you could take away, or maybe I'm just bad at math. You guys can figure that out later. But but the point is, the special teams has been really a, a huge difference maker for the Jets this year. And Thomas Moore said, you know, it's looking, it's becoming harder and harder to believe the Jets let him go after they had him fill in at the beginning of, of 2001. And, you know, after, after Braden Manning got hurt because he's been phenomenal. Uh, and there's, there's no other way to say it. So yeah, they're, they're a confusing team and it's going to be interesting to see. I think everything is on the table for them. I think they've shown they're, they're good enough to beat, teams but they have not been consistent and they have not figured out the issues that have been issues all season long and that that becomes concerning i mean the third down thing the red zone thing again like you said they didn't even have a chance in the red zone today because they didn't get there uh so many times when they score so often when they score it's it's on a big play and if you're if i don't have this number of touchdowns the jets have had this year but just off the top of my head you know, Garrett Wilson had that long touchdown in Dallas. Uh, Brees had a long touchdown run in Denver. Another long uh, catch and pass today, or pass and catch today. Um, and I think there's another one or two long touch. I mean, they're not. It's not often that they sustain a drive, uh, and it doesn't really seem to matter how good the defense they're playing is or not. 
uh, again, the Giants have shown, uh, the Giants have obviously a very strong front, but also have shown a lot of vulnerability this year. And the Jets couldn't consistently exploit any of it until very late in the game. And that that's a concern. Like, because look at the Giants. They, they had a terrible offensive line, too. They're out to their third quarterback. Um, and they still found a way, you know, to, to move the ball and to do damage on the Jets when they needed to. And, aside, you know, and, and not in the way the Jets – I mean, they got help from the Jets with the penalties, but it wasn't like a bolt of lightning. They, they moved the ball consistently. And the Jets weren't able to do that. And uh, really on this level, that, that there's no excuse for that no matter what your injury situation is. Andy, I think it's pretty clear that the Jets are going to have to try something different on offense. Matt Ryan during the broadcast on CBS said over and over again – that the Giants figured out what the Jets were doing and they were going to have to go outside the numbers, take some shots downfield. It's pretty clear that they're going to need to try that going forward. And they're also going to need to operate more out of the no huddle because that's what Zach Wilson seems to be the most comfortable doing. So we'll see if Nathaniel Hackett adjusts. You got to hope that he will. So far, at least the adjustment of deactivating Randall Cobb. We've all been calling for that. And they made the adjustment of barely giving the ball to Dalvin Cook. So hopefully the Zach Wilson one is up next. Andy, take us into the locker room. Are there any updates in terms of the injuries? And what did we hear from some of the players and Coach Robert Sala after the game was over? Yeah, so with the injuries, Al Woods, for his Achilles, he's done. Um, he, he had been a nice, you know, a nice pickup. He'd actually played quite well for the Jets and had been important against the run. And even though he was inactive a few weeks ago, um, I don't think that would have been happening much more after the big game he had against the Eagles. So um, it is, it's not, you know, Quentin Jefferson has been really good. So it's not the, it's not an unsurvivable loss, but it's a significant loss for the Jets. And then the other major injuries were uh, Connor McGovern left with a, a knee injury. He was wearing a heavy brace, but walking on it in the locker room. I mean, I would say that could that that's potentially encouraging. I, I think he's definitely going to be out a little while. But we'll see what happens with that. Um it, it's you know that that is a little different than what you'd see after a guy maybe tore his ACL or something. So uh, it, it's that that's interesting and something to watch. And then Wes Schweitzer, who was, I think at this point, the third string center and the backup today for Connor McGovern, but also the starting right guard. Yeah, there's a lot going on with the offensive line. Um, he left with a calf injury, did not return. He saw him in the locker room, wasn't moving around well. I don't know what to make of that. Salah said we'll, they'll have updates on both of them. Also, meaningful injury news that wasn't related specifically to this game, Joe Tipman was inactive, which means he didn't go on injured reserve, which means the Jets feel like they can get him back sometime in the next few weeks. Uh, because if he went on injured reserve, he would have been out um, until I think that's they play the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Bills. So that he would have been out through the Bills game. The fact that they didn't put him on IR means they expect that he can be back at least by the Bills game. So um, that looked like a potential season ender. Clearly it's not. 
obviously things can change with injury timetables or whatever, but just judging by that. And I did see him in the locker room or outside of the locker room at the facility on Thursday. And he, he was walking like a normal person. There was no limp or anything like that in the brief time I saw him. So, I mean, I'd say all that's encouraging, but it doesn't mean much for, for next week or whatever. But, you know, with this team, as we all know, it's, it's really hard with the information that they give out to, to forecast injuries. But uh, I'm, I'm trying to base the judge on my experience and, and my eyeball. And, and those these are all, you know, things that, you know, I don't know. I'm just way through. I, I would say, you know, McGovern could be out a while, and, but maybe not for the season. And, and Tipman, I'd expect back relatively soon. So, so that's the, the major stuff. There are, I mean, obviously a ton of injuries that I think, I don't, I know Gibson got hurt briefly and came back into the game, so not not a, a lingering issue. And there's nothing else that that jumps out at me. Uh, the mood in the locker room was obviously upbeat, but it, it was also like kind of. I think they know they got away with one and a little subdued or relieved. Um, you know, some guys were engaged in the whole New York trash talk thing. Some guys. You know, including Robert Sala, who said, you know, was asked about what this win means for Woody Johnson, um, and <laughs> strangely enough, and and talked about, you know, how, um, you know, to be king of New York. I mean, I guess if you want to call yourself king of New York, first of all, when they both play in New Jersey and practice in New Jersey, and the game is played in New Jersey, but you know, maybe I'm a stickler after living in New Jersey all these years, but just pointing that out, and then. You know, also, like, it wasn't really a game where you felt like anybody has bragging rights after it. It was just, you just kind of, okay, you, you won. Congratulations, I guess. It, it wasn't the, it, it was the rough game. So it wasn't the prettiest game. And you know, you shouldn't, I don't know if anybody wants to be pounding their chest after that one. An interesting take there, but they did, they did beat the Giants. They have beat them twice in a row. Um, actually, three times in a row now, I think, going back. You know, three and one against the Giants at MetLife, so maybe it is as Aaron Rodgers said in the preseason JetLife Stadium. Uh, but it, it's hard to feel like you can brag a ton after that one, because um, you know if if Dable goes for it on fourth and one, or and I by the way I think kicking it was the right move because unless I mean there's some question about how healthy Gano is and if he'd already missed a kick and. If that that's the question, then it's not a, a 35-yard field goal or 33, whatever it was. It's not a bunny kick at that point, and clearly it wasn't. So, you know, one yard to seal the game, and you got Saquon Barkley, I would have gone for it. Um, but I also understand kicking the field goal because if you got a healthy kicker and 35-yard field, field goal is not a problem, and you're asking the Jets now to go, you know, what whatever it's it's you know 75 yards or 780 yards whatever wherever they get the ball and the kick in in 30 seconds i mean to score a touchdown that probably wasn't that wasn't going to happen so I, I understand part of the logic behind it but you know it, it also did his miss opened up the door for the jets and, and they walked through it so um the, yeah it was just the the whole the whole situation you know, it was probably one the Jets shouldn't have been in. Alan Lazard said it after the game. I don't know how we won this game, but I always believed we were going to win. He said during that uh, last 
play in regulation where he caught the ball. He was trying to score, which, okay. Uh, he, it didn't seem like he was really had a realistic chance of doing that. And then he said once he realized he wasn't going to try to get down as fast as he could and then get the ball, you know, obviously spiked. And, I, you know, I said, like, did you think it was going to get off? Were you, were you having flashbacks to Denver? And he said, uh, I, you have to ask Zach about that, but I knew we were going to win. Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on. Make sure you check out everything Andy's doing at NJ.com. Check out everything we've got going at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got some awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel. So watch those videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Clinton Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there. tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-public.com. Public.com, and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.